Hello everyone, this is Lizard. And this is Panda. Eating pizza bites. Yes. Pizza bagel bites. Yeah, bagel bites. Bagel bites of the pizzas. Mm. <laughs> and this is our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take On Cinema. Woo! And movie news from Panda. Um, so I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't looking at much this week. <laughs> but um We got images of Deadpool's new outfit first. And that was a couple days ago. Yes. I like the changes. Yes. Especially like the belt actually having the eyes. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually like that ad uh, the addition of that black piece on the neck. Mm -hmm. Really like cohesive. Ties but it together. Then today we got the first look at oh that Wolverine <laughs> outfit. It's so good. The OG outfit. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's inspired by um. The uh, Astonishing Run. Who was that? Brian Michael Bendis? Yes. Maybe? I think. I don't remember. I don't know. I've been out of the loop <laughs> for a while. A while? Mm-hmm. A while. But yeah, like, I'm looking at the picture of the suit right now. It's so good. <laughs> it's so bright. So yellow. So stripey. <laughs> I told you earlier, I am... Still a little worried that they're filming the movie still even during the writer's strike, which means no improv from Ryan Reynolds, but... Yeah. Hopefully they did a good script. Yes, that's what I'm hoping, that it started off with a good script. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens. Um, Indiana Jones 5 came out. Still have not seen it. I haven't seen a lot of movies. I know. Mm -hmm. I might actually have time now. That's true. I've heard mixed things about the new Indiana Jones movie. I'm still gonna see it. I I I I do like the Indiana Jones movies. I'll probably honestly I'll probably wait until it's on Disney Plus because mm. right that's a Disney owned. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pro honestly I'll probably wait until then. I'm not really in a rush to see that one. But you mm. also know that I've. I I like Indiana Jones, but it's never been one of, like, my favorite franchises. It's up there for me. And that's fair. Yeah, there really hasn't been much. I mean, there's, like, set photos from, um, Beetlejuice 2. Oh. Um, uh, you see... Oh, where is it? I'll just pull it up. I pull it up now. He pulls up now. I pull it up now. So, Jenna Ortega in the movie... Okay. Mm -hmm. In like some sort of dress. So, I guess we'll see where it's going with that. Yeah. And, uh, boom. Ah, oh, Winona Ryder. I love yes. her so much. Yeah, I can't see, yeah, I can't see any type of, uh, clues from this. No, not at all. She's wearing even a big fluffy coat, too. I want a big fluffy coat. That's fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so there's been a lot of people either being confirmed or rumored to appear in Deadpool. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the list so far. I've seen some here and there. So they just announced Jennifer Gardner mm -hmm. for Electra. Okay. Yeah, all right. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Brian Cox as... Um, William Stryker. Yeah. Just got announced today. Uh, 
Here we go. I found the list. All right, so confirmed. <clears throat> Obviously, Deadpool, Wolverine. Deadpool's going to be in it? Yes. I'm so shocked. I know. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Uh, Dopinder and uh, Blind Owl. Mm. Both reprising their roles. Uh, Vanessa. Colossus. Yeah. Yes. You have to have Colossus. Oh, of course. Uh, both Yukio and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Nice. Peter. Peter. Sugar Bear. Um, let's see. Someone named Paradox? I don't know anyone named Paradox. Mm-mm. Mobius. Mobius. And Miss Minutes. Nice. Uh, Cyclops was rumored. Uh, James Martyrs, not, um, what's his name? I forget his name. From, uh, Ready Player One. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, Jean Grey is rumored. Mm-hmm. Storm is rumored. I feel like that's a huge possibility because she actually dyed her hair. Storm's color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, that that could be... Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. Uh, Anna Paquin's Rogue is also rumored. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Another one is uh, Channing Tatum. Ah, oh, Channing Tatum. Is he going to play Gambit? Yeah. That's... <laughs> because I think he was actually spotted on set. Okay. That's the thing he's been fighting for for like fucking years. I think like 15 years at this point. Yeah, sounds about right. Also rumored, Professor X and Magneto. Mm. And there's even rumors of um, the Deadpool Corps. Okay. Possibly making an appearance. And Domino's not going to be in this one, right? Makes me sad. I liked her. I know. Now there's Cable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Also rumored the Fantastic Four. I, I feel like this is just going to end up being um, Multiverse of Madness. 2.0. Especially with the rumors. Yeah. And obviously we have to see if those rumors are true, but... Because mm-hmm. what, next year it's coming out? This yeah. wasn't the release date bumped up to mm-hmm. while everything else was pushed back. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah, I don't really see much else that I can remember. Then again, I, I figure... There's not going to be a lot of news coming out because of the writer's strike, mm. which is still going on. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, Ahsoka's coming out soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, still, yeah. Yeah, I still have to finish Mandalorian. And I know Secret Invasion came out, at least the first two or three episodes. Three. Three? Okay. Yeah. I watched the first episode, but then I fell asleep because I was really exhausted. Um, So I have to rewatch that. But I know, I don't remember his name, but one of the actors who's in Secret Invasion, he plays like the bad guy, Skrull. Um, he is also in the new Barbie movie. 
Hmm. And an interviewer recently asked him, like, so what is more difficult to keep under wraps, MCU or Barbie? And he's just like, I've been living in a camper in the middle of the woods. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, smart man. I would too, honestly, if I was mm -hmm. in big movies that, like, have been keeping everything so crazy under wraps. MCU is a given. Like, they're really yeah. good at trying to keep people surprised. But this Barbie movie, man, they are... Mm -hmm. They are keeping it tight-lipped, which I'm fine with. I want to be surprised. So I saw the first two episodes. I didn't catch this week's episode yet, obviously, because it's on Wednesday, right? I didn't actually look, because I just saw, oh, hey, this is streaming now, and I'm like, oh, didn't realize it came out. No, I think last week's episode I didn't catch. So that's episode three, I think. So what four would be this week? Mm hmm Gotcha. I'm gonna double check him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I don't remember watching <laughs> it. No, I did watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm up to date. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Wait. No. You know, I gotta input this into it. I have to. Yes. Live action One Piece. Uh, so they announced in a really cool, like, um, video that they came out with that the original voice cast, or the original Japanese voice cast for One Piece will be doing the um, Japanese dub of the live action. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like they're that. all reprising their original roles. I like that a lot. That's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And you're almost completely caught up on One Piece. Yes. You're episode, so close. Uh, I'm two episodes away from episode 1000, and I'm actually really excited for that because they're supposed to like reintroduce the original theme song from the first se season. Yeah. So that's probably going to fuck me up. Um, and then from there, I have 66 more episodes to go. Yeah, there you go. You got this. Yeah. And I got until the 22nd. There you go. Look at you go. Mm -hmm. So proud. And then I can finally start watching more shit. Yes. That's Maybe movies. That too. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. And for movies that I have seen, we'll start off with Asteroid City. Mm -hmm. By that? Wes Anderson. It's definitely a Wes Anderson film. So it's not going to be for everybody. I personally loved it. But I pretty much love all of his stuff. I'm hit or miss. Yeah, I'm, like he has the typical, like his dry humor, like the his use of colors, mm. uh, his camera work that he does, um, the fully stacked cast. I mean, Jesus Christ, you had, um, there you are, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Maya Hawke, Rupert Friend, Jeffrey Wright, Sophia Lilly, Tom Hanks, Matt Dillon. Steve Carell, Tilda Swinton, Jeff Goldblum, Adrian Brody, Joel Rita, Goldstein. yeah, Joel Goldstein, <laughs> Adrian Brody, Rita Wilson, Margot Robbie. Oh my! Like, I had to write them all down because I was like, I know I'm gonna forget. Was there an actual alien? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Is there an actual fucking alien? I love the alien. I love the alien so much. It just, I I can't even describe. <laughs> like, if you really want to spoil it, you're going to have to look it up because he, yeah. was, he was so cute. I was like, I love this. 
I'm gonna look it up. But like I said, definitely dry humor. I personally really loved it a lot. I felt everybody did fantastic. Um, and it definitely had like, the whole plot was basically also kind of like play-esque. Like it brought up to the part that like everybody here are all like playing characters. And you could definitely tell like the theme of this movie about being how like, you know, when we start questioning things and it's not always black and white and like mm. what else could be on this planet besides us or on this in this universe besides us kind of a situation. And I, I definitely liked it a lot. It's not for everybody. I will say that first and foremost, but I liked it. So is it that thing? Yes. But he was more like claymation. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. I, it was really cool. Just watch it simply for that alien part. Because I loved it. <laughs> That was my favorite part of the whole movie was the alien. Mm. Uh, but yes. Um, and then I also saw No Hard Feelings with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, what's her name again? Crap. Um, and it, I, I did enjoy it more than I thought it would. Um, you know, it's about a girl who gets her car taken away because she's not making the payments. And she's an Uber driver. Um, so she has to like find ways of like making money because, oh, by the way, she has all these bills to pay and her house can be taken away that her mom like raised her in. So, uh, parents put on like this site basically saying like, Hey, we'll give you a car if you date our 19 year old son to get him out of his shell. This poor shy boy that kind of just plays games at home or uh, is on his phone, like, he's just in his room constantly, he never, mm -hmm. like, goes out, has a girlfriend, all that kind of stuff. Um. Me at that age. Yeah. For And, like, you, you know, there is, it's, the age difference is kind of still weird, because she's, like, 32 and he's 19, but not as bad as that one pizza movie, Licorice Pizza, mm. where apparently the boy was, like, 15 or 16, and the girl was, like, in her 30s, which was gross yeah i didn't see the movie but i heard about that and i'm like mm, no thanks i'm good because it was all like romanticized i'm like that's gross still gross um definitely all the funny parts were put in the trailer mm. everything else a lot more heartfelt than i figured hmm. it would be i was like oh okay we're hitting in the feels today all right cool but it's still enjoyable definitely predictable I will say that. Um, but she had a good... Uh, Jennifer Lawrence had a good chemistry with Andrew Barth Feldman, who played the 19-year-old boy. And uh, Matthew Broderick's hair was a little creepy. Hmm. Looks like kind of like Mozart-esque, just yeah. very dirty like kind of a situation. Um, but, like, it was entertaining at the end of the day. Hmm. It's kind of just what it was. Um, I also just today saw Joyride. Like, literally, I was at work till like, 1.45, went home to change, and then went to the 2.45 movie mm. of Joyride. I enjoyed that one a lot. Hmm. Definitely Bridesmaids, Hangover-esque, and very, very crude humor. More crude than Bridesmaids. Hmm. Uh-huh. But it was funny. And also, I cried at times. Hmm. Yeah, there were moments where I was just like... Why am I crying during this movie? I feel like I should not be crying, but oh my god, this is really emotional right now. Um, but I I definitely liked it a lot. Um, 
and I will say I haven't looked up yet but I'm pretty sure lots of people are gonna get their panties in a twist about this movie because we talk about like body positivity and women enjoying sex Scandalous. Scandaloso. Because men can talk about how much they enjoy sex all the time. But as soon as a woman enjoys, like, the pleasures of the act, it's the end of the world. Because, no, that's not what they're here for. But a lot of, a lot of that topic hmm. in this movie. And a lot of moments where you're just like, yep, definitely don't watch this with your parents. This would be awkward to watch with your parents. That's why you have to watch it with your parents. <laughs> it's like, we already did Game of Thrones. I'm good. <laughs> and they were brother and sister, man. But yeah, Joyride was a lot of fun. I will say that one. Um, and then the last one I have, it was a Netflix original that would have been made years ago. I forget what the original company was, but it was the same company who made Ice Age. But they were going to do it, but then Disney ended up taking it, and then it was kind of shelved for, like, ever, and then it, like, fell through. They basically were just like, eh, never mind, we're not going to do this movie. So Netflix was just like, ooh, I'm taking this. And it, this movie is called Nimona. I've been seeing trailers. Based off the graphic novel, Nimonia. N Nimonia. Nimona. Ammonia. <laughs> Ammonia, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my god, thank you, Satan, for not letting Disney touch this movie. Because honestly, it wouldn't have been as good. Mm. Because, you know, the gays. We're scared of the gays. But it's... every Voice acting, everyone did fantastic. Because you have uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Riz Almond, Eugene Lee Yang, uh, Francis Conroy, RuPaul is in it. Mm. <laughs> but you basically have a knight who is framed for killing the queen. And it's like medieval times, but set like in a futuristic world. Okay. So I thought that was really cool. But he's set up and everyone thinks that he killed the queen. So he's like on the run and he runs into Chloe's character, who is Nimona. And there's a shapeshifter. And she's basically just like, oh, sweet. Another villain. Uh, can I be your sidekick? Let's kill some people. I want to be your sidekick and let's <laughs> kill some people. He's like, no, no, no. No murder. We're not killing anybody. Lots of murder. No no. And it is, the animation is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the writing and the direction, they are all super well done. Chemistry, fantastic. Lots of representation um, mm -hmm. but with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and it definitely has the topic of the problem where people are afraid of what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's not a part of the norm. But it's, a, like I said, it's a lot of good representation without like sacrificing story yeah and like sh kind of shoving it in your face like they did well of just being like hey this is what they do yeah see i like that yeah it's just they don't have to make like a huge deal out of it it's just basically because that, that's what i feel like disney does they, they make the, a huge deal about it and then they shove it in your face yeah and they're just like look at how good we are it's like with the mr and mrs potato head yeah that whole shenundrum where it's just like, oh my god, look how amazing and representative we are. And we're all just like, we see right through you. You're just trying to get them digits. Let's mm -hmm. be realistic here. 
I think you would really like the mono a lot. It's quick. It's like hour and 40 minutes long. But, and it's on Netflix. Yeah. So you don't even have to leave the house. Sure. Or if you're at work and you're on break, watch on your phone. I gotta resubscribe to Netflix. Or we'll do that first. Yeah, because remember they implemented that no uh, password sharing. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. And then Blockbuster related a tweet. What was the tweet? That basically saying like, we didn't care if you shared our movies with your friends. Just bring it back and rewind it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I see what you did there, Blockbuster. Oh, I miss Blockbuster so much. Same. I'm still mad that the year, it was the year I finally got my card. <gasps> oh, that sucks. I finally had my card. I could rent my own movies. And then like two months later, they're like, we're shutting down. Oh, I, cause I remember being there on a Friday night with my dad and we would look through the movies and be like, well, like just pick, being able to pick out a movie and then, you know, go into the candy and picking that out. Oh. Okay, seriously, can we just bring it back, please? Like, it, nostalgia it, is a thing now. It was that fucking auto parts place. That's where it was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember that. You'd walk in, and it was like, you, you could smell just, like, the, the overnight sex that happened with each movie. Yes. <laughs> there is one blockbuster. I want a ghost I so bad. Where is it again? I always forget. Is it, like, Iowa? Maybe like Bumble, whatever. It's some state kind of thing. Yeah. Road trip. Yes. Seriously, we're gonna have to have this chit chat on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Figure that out. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yes, please. Um, I just but... say like we need to. Everybody's nostalgia is the big thing nowadays. That everybody's like hitting that button of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So and everybody has been complaining about how they want Blockbuster back. So come on, people, make it happen. Or we just open up our own video store. <gasps> we could be like Jay or Jane Silent Bob. Yeah. Oh yes. Open up a like old school video store. Have like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. That have like your VHSs too in the back. Yes. Um, you gotta make it authentic. You have to have the room in the back with the curtain. Yep, of course, mm -hmm. naturally. Obviously. Um. What else? You need your candies, your sodas, your popcorns. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe gaming lounge. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you, it would be a hit. Mm -hmm. Yes, especially around this area. There's nothing to do around here. Oh, yeah, no. Everybody, oh my, and again, nostalgia. <laughs> Everybody would be all for it. They'd be like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, we're making this happen. Yes. Arcade. Oh, yes. Arcade. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. After hours drinking. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. I knew it was a just random state. Yeah. Uh, Bend, Oregon. We need to go. Yeah, we need to just make a road trip. It's a pilgrimage. It's not a road trip. Fine. Pilgrimage. <laughs> How do you return to movies? Well, I'm assuming we would probably maybe have to, like, rent a hotel of some sort and just oh, yeah. have, like, a movie nights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It could work. It could work. And now for our movie topic of the evening. Me. Me. We are the knights who say me. Me. Of me. <laughs> yes, it is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Because for my dad's birthday. Yes. Yes. 
So I'm trying to cut back on the cursing. So, Dad, if some, I'm, I know some have already slipped through the cracks, but yeah. I apologize. Um, I will do my best from here on out if you are listening to this episode. I'm going to try better. <laughs> it's like we always try. I feel like we always fail. Uh, but yes, it was released May 25th, 1975. Uh, it was directed by Terry Gilliam, who did Jabberwocky, Meaning of Life, 12 Monkeys, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Brothers Grimm, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Is that how you pronounce it? Par- I don't remember, but I, I know what movie you Yeah, it's about. like, because it was the movie that was the last film Heath Ledger, like Heath Ledger died when they were still finishing filming this movie. Yes. So they had to switch his character to Johnny Depp? I don't remember. Um, but yes. And also Terry Jones, who did Life of Brian, Meaning of Life, and Mr. Chode's Wild Ride. Uh, written by Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idle, Terry Gilliam, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. Nearly headless Nick. Yes. Nearly headless. How could you be nearly headless? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, music department, uh, Fats Waller, he was uncredited for the intermiss- intermission mu- music. <laughs> intermission music. That one. Um, yeah, they didn't really have anything for composing or anything like that. I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, cinematographer, Terry Bedford, who did Jabberwocky. And then cast. <sighs> you got this. Graham Chapman, who played King Arthur, Voice of God, Middlehead, hic- and Hiccuping guard and also others john cleese sir lancelot second swallow savvy guard the black knight haunting french guard tim the enchanter you have eric idol uh playing sir robin dead collector concord roger the shrubber brother brother maynard terry gilliam who plays patsy uh green knight bridge keeper gorilla hand terry jones sir benevere dennis's mother left head prince herbert Michael Palin, who plays Sir Galahad, uh, first swallow, swallow savvy guard, uh, Dennis, right head, narrator, brother Maynard's brother, leader of the knights who say me, me, Connie Booth, who plays the witch, Carol Cleveland, who plays Zoot slash Dingo, Neil, uh, Inns, who, in Innes, who plays first monk, and Paige crushed by the rabbit. There were those, some of the actors... Were also other characters, but I was I I, I don't think yeah. I wrote every single one down because I was starting to go cross eyed. Oh god, this is a lot. Which is a typical Monty Python, yeah, esque. You know, a lot of people play the same characters, and a lot of the men play the women naturally. Uh, ratings: We have IMDb eight point two out of ten. Metascore is ninety one percent. Rotten Tomatoes ninety six percent, with an audience score of ninety five percent. Letterboxd, 4.1 out of 5, and 91% of Google users like this movie. Tagline, first in all caps, and now, at last, another film completely different from some of the other films, which aren't quite the same as this one. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and awards, it had two wins and two nominations, including the Lifetime Achievement Award um, at the European Film Awards. Uh, production companies is, or are, uh, Python, Monty, yep. Pictures, uh, Michael White Production, and National Film Trustee Company. Distributed by EMI Films. Uh, it has a running time of 92 minutes. 
uh, da, 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 country release, UK, budget of 282,035 euros, and box office of 2,358,029 euros. Uh, and then you can find it for three ninety nine on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, and free if you have Netflix. Also free if you have the DVD. Yes. <laughs> Which I always feel like I end up bringing up. Yeah, because I remember, I remember when I was a kid, my dad had like a muscle shirt or it might have been a tank top or it might have been a shirt that he ended up ripping the sleeves because it was really old. Um, but it was... In the middle, it was that headless knight that mm. the rabbit had bitten off the head of. Yeah. And the rabbit had its bloody mouth, like, right next to it. And then there's bones everywhere. And then behind, in, like, an oval, are a bunch of the knights hiding behind rocks. And I remember as a kid being so freaked out by that shirt. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, it's so scary. I don't like that shirt. And then he's like, all right, Liz, like, the movie's actually really funny, so I'm going to need you to watch it. And he <laughs> puts it on, and I was dying the entire time and i love the bunny i was like i want the bunny <laughs> i want the bunny and for the longest time i i'm sure it's somewhere in the house but i don't know where but we had the little puppet where like you squeeze on because he would lay just like a regular like rabbit would and you would squeeze like the belly and it would go ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can still find one yeah, I mean, yeah i'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the house i highly doubt my dad would get rid of that one but yeah, that this is a this is my dad's favorite comedy, so we had to we had to do this one. Yeah, and it's his birthday, so I'm not gonna say the exact date of his birthday because he's very hush hush about that. But whatever, that's fine. It's fine. Also, can I just say, for the longest time, I've really only ever seen this movie on the VHS tape that my dad had. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I had watched on Netflix, so, and so I'm assuming that the beginning of the movie that we watched tonight is from the DVD version, because I do not remember. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the um, <sighs> special edition, yeah. Okay, and it, I haven't looked, or maybe I have, and maybe Dad doesn't have the special edition, but I don't remember the uh, black and white, like, making it look like it's <laughs> another movie kind of a thing, and I'm sitting here and I'm like... Did Danny put in the right movie? But I was like, no, he had to. Because I saw, like, the screen, the main, like, title page where it says, like, hey, it's Holy Grail, press play or scene selection, stuff like that. And I'm, like, sitting here, like, what is happening? Uh. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, wrong film, wrong film, switch it out. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see what's happening here. And then it's the one I'm used to where it's the dramatic music of, like, dun, 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 dun. And the moose. <laughs> yeah, it was like, here's all of, like, the people that were involved, and at the very bottom... The you... subtitles in the bottom. <laughs> different subtitles. My sister was bitten by a moose. No, no really. really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then they all get fired, and then it switches to llamas, and then the first thing I see is Ecuadorian llamas. Yes. Representation for my people. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God, yes, because it was like, those people, sorry about the subtitles, uh, those people were sacked, and then it's just like, oh, the people who were supposed to sack them are now sacked, because they keep coming back. And then, yeah, like, ah, Rima, yay, <laughs> with the flashing lights, and it's just like, llamas everywhere. 
Just have the one person that has epilepsy watching that scene and didn't realize it. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that, that was always a very funny opening. And what's funny, too, is that, uh, oh, where is it? Yeah, so uh, when the festival, the movie had screened at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, the audience laughed at the opening credits. Um, but at one point, the projector had stopped and the audience were like dying of laughter because they thought that it was a part of the film. <laughs> uh, and then it actually turned out that there was a bomb scare. Oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> firemen came <clears throat> and made everybody in the cinema go outside. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's why we stopped. But, uh, yeah, I saw that and I'm like, oh, that's awkward. But, like, literally after all of that, you have the first scene of the, uh, coconuts. Because yes. King Arthur and Patsy are running through the fog with the coconuts. Making the clip-clops. Yeah, and King Arthur is just like, like how when we were kids, just having a hand up like you're holding the reins and then just yeah. galloping. I remember those days. But I also at one point had like that horse head with the stick at the bottom, so like... Yeah, I never had that. Yeah, I had that. I might have had two, because... I think I made my own. Nice. Yours is probably better than mine just for that reason. It was like a cardboard thing. It's fine. <laughs> but no, I... For the longest time, I was obsessed with that because once I saw that those were a thing, I was like, oh, I bought it. You could get them like really cheap too. So, <laughs> I always wanted the dinosaur one. Oh, yes. Yes. But it was also funny because literally that whole like galloping in coconut shells was just purely for the fact that production could not afford real horses. I mean, when life gives you lemons. No, coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. Because <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Diddly diddly. There they are standing in the row. Bum, 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 bum. Big ones, tall ones, some as big, big as your head. head. <laughs> oh, I never had to do this with Mufasa. <laughs> what did you say? Have we done Lion King yet? Well, you should have said Kefasa. But <laughs> no, we have not yet. We gotta do that soon. We do gotta do that one. The uh, The animation, not... The live action. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Just the pure fact of the, the Rafiki scene was blasphemous. Yeah. And also the fact that, be prepared, you could obviously tell it was shoved in there because they're like, oh, a lot of people are actually really mad that we're cutting this song, so let's just record it real quick and then just shove it in the film. Yeah. It was very obvious. It, it was disappointing because it, you've heard... Uh, she would tell Edge of Four's voice before. Yep. And he could have done so much better with that. There was so much potential. Yeah. Just take it away. Anyway. Uh, but, yes. Um, King Arthur is trying to find knights for his round table. And he's trying to get to this one castle of just like, Hey, can you grab your master and see if he'll join me? And it just turns to a conversation about swallows. <laughs> Are you saying that coconuts migrate? Not at all. They can be carried. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose two swallows can both carry a coconut and they carry it together. <laughs> oh 
my god. I and you throughout the entire movie just swallows constantly come up. <laughs> just... It's like the bridge. <laughs> well, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But it was so great. And, like, the way that it jumps around between scenes, because we literally go from this conversation about swallows to, bring out Shadid! <laughs> bring out <laughs> And he's literally just taking a bunch of dead bodies and just throwing it on this cart. This guy comes over with this guy around his shoulder, and he's just like, oh, here's this one for you. I'm, I'm not, not dead! dead. <laughs> what What was that? I'm not dead. I'm not, he'll, it's like, oh, I can't take that. He's not dead. Oh, he'll be he'll be dead in a few minutes. Like, can't you come back around or like I'm the next time you'll be around. Thursday. <laughs> I feel happy. I feel happy too. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> See you Thursday. It just And that once that one part where they're just showing a bunch of people like crawling around in the mud. The one where it's like the one guy is kind of crawling over another, I really thought because the way it just, <laughs> did you notice the way yeah. that so smoothly it just basically turned from his head to the other person's head to a point where I really thought that his head like rolled <laughs> off of his body? I remember seeing that as a kid and be like, how did you do that? How'd you do that? For the longest time how'd I was like, that? I didn't realize for the longest time that it was actually like two people there. I was just yeah. like, the way that they're like, movement, it's just so weird. I don't understand it. Uh, but, like, King Arthur comes passing by with Patsy, and he's like, oh, who is that? He must be a king. How can you tell? He's got shit all over him. <laughs> uh, that would be a gross place to live, I will say that. Yeah. It was all, like, muddy and dead people and smelly and gross. You probably just get infections from breathing. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's worse than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I also love the fact of, like, you get to meet Dennis, old woman, man, man, <laughs> sorry, who lives in that castle over there? I'm not, I'm 37. What? I'm not, I'm 37. I'm not old. Well, I can't just call you man. Well, you could call me Dennis. I didn't know you were called Dennis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the amount of times I have seen this movie and the amount of times that my dad has quoted this movie and the flying circus, because, you know. Mm. It's dad. He loves his Monty Python. Oh, no, I've picked up on it a few times. Oh, yeah? Have you? Yeah. yeah. Like, could you could you guess that from mm-hmm. being around him at all? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A tiny bit. <laughs> tiny bit. Uh, but the whole scene of this couple basically be like, Who are you? I'm Arthur. King of the who? The Britons. Who are the Britons? We all are. We're all Britons. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> it just gets to this conversation. Shut up. Shut up. It's this whole conversation where he's like, this is how I became king. Because, you know, the lady of the lake bestowed upon Excalibur to me. And that is why I'm your kin. Look, strange woman lying in pawns. <laughs> just, and it's a good point of basically just being like, hey, just because some bloody tot threw a sword at you doesn't mean that you can be a king kind of a situation. <laughs> king Arthur didn't like that too much, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it brought up some good questions about, you know, authority and how people yeah. get into their power kind of a situation. And, you know, you get, shut up! Help, help! I'm being repressed! <laughs> bloody peasant! Oh, you saw that! You saw that, didn't you? <laughs> 
again, it's it sounds exactly like a lot of videos that are happening in real life right now. But it's not satire. Yeah, no, no, that's the sad part. But oh, I just something about Monty Python and its dry British humor. I love dry humor. Mm. British humor is just the best. But my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, because I do have quite a few, is the Black Knight scene. Oh, yeah, obviously. And naturally. And, like, the um, fight between the Black and the Green Knight was actually, um, yeah, it was John Cleese and Terry Gillum who had performed all of their stunts during the duel. Mm-hmm. So they had to learn how to fight with, like, those giant, heavy-ass swords. Yeah. Um, Broadsword? Yeah. Long sword. Long sword. Yeah, I think because broadswords are the the longest ones, and then it's long sword, and then it's short sword. I think. Yeah, I don't know. But they enjoyed the hell out of doing it. I mean, I yeah. would too. And like at the end of the fight, like Black Knight has wicked good aim because he just kind of tosses. The sword, and it goes right in between the slits into the guy's, like, eyes. Yeah. And he goes down. Um, but Arthur is just like, yo, man, join my crew. Like, come be a part of the Knights of the Round Table. And Black Knight's just silent. I am the knight. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. But it's just like, I am Arthur, King of the Britons. Will you join me? You make me sad. Come, Patsy. None shall pass. What? None shall pass. <laughs> I move for no man. So be it. And like the fight. It's just basically Black Knight winging the sword around and Arthur just kind of going to the side. Dipping and diving. Exactly. And then, you know, you get... Left. Left first? Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. Left arm goes first. Tis what's a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, is it? Well, what's that, Ben? <laughs> it's a flesh wound. You liar. Come on, you pansy. <laughs> and then the other arm goes. Right, I'll tell you for that. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It was... Oh, you got the other arm. Oh, yeah. Victory is mine. And then he kicks him. <laughs> He's just like, oh. Come on, then. Like, you, you know what? Just kicking. Come on. Come on. Come on, then. I forget what the exact words were for that one particular part. And then he cuts off the one leg, and he's just hopping on one <laughs> leg. And he's like, right, I'll do you for that. You know what? I'm invincible. What are you going to do, bleed on me? Come on, <laughs> you pansy. Come on, then. Other leg gets chopped off, and he's just, uh, uh. all right. We'll call it a draw. <laughs> Come on, Patsy. Oh, I see. Running away, eh? You yellow bastard. Run back here. I'll bite your legs off. <laughs> just, it, it, that, that is a classic scene. And I will say, anytime I get like a cut or hurt or some point, I usually say either tis but a scratch or it's just a flesh wound. See, I say either those or... I ain't got time to bleed. Mm, yeah, no, that that one's good too. Predator. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that one's definitely good. And, uh, the, you know, the Black Knight was first played by John Cleese, um, but then after Arthur cuts off the first leg, a real one-legged actor was used. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like the movie Freaks. Oh, yes. Which I feel like that's another one that we should do. That is a good one. I haven't seen that one in a while. No, oh, but then after that moment, we go to the next town over with the monks. D A E S U D O M I N E. Donk. I hope that sound makes it in there as I hit my head against my notebook. <laughs> do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. I ain't got nothing to do. Wait, hold up. I got the bowl. Oh, let me get in close for that. Yeah, there do, you go. Do, 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 do chant. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to feel that in the morning. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's fine. I'm hard-headed. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. <laughs> do it for the podcast. But, you know, you get a witch! A witch! We found a witch, we we burn her. I'm still trying to find out how that whole equation works with the <laughs> with the duck and the wood <laughs> and the witch. I, like, I feel like Charlie Day with the whiteboard. Like, Yeah, how does this work? Oh, my God. How do you know she is a witch? She looks like one. They dress me up like this. Sweet. It's like, how else do you know she's a witch? Oh, she turned me into a newt. A newt? <laughs> like, I bet it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also because that one part um, during that scene, because there's like that little pause that John Cleese does. And Eric Idle actually, like, bares his teeth and then bites down on the scythe. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Yeah. But he was legit, because the pause was taking so long that he was just trying to stifle his <laughs> laughter. <laughs> he was like, I, don't. I love those moments, especially watching Saturday Night Live. Yes. Oh, those moments were great. I, I do like with comedies where, like, there are moments you're watching and you can definitely just see the look on people's faces of, like, oh, you are hardcore you're fighting. Mm-hmm. I can see it in your eyes. The little and twitch. And sometimes in like random ass movies too. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't think of any on the top of my head right now, but. I mean, me personally, I'm a big blooper person. Yes. Like I love yes. watching bloopers. There's mm-hmm. just so much fun. I wish there was more of them. I, I've noticed that like DVDs and Blu-rays now have like less and less features. Yeah. And I'm just like. I missed that. And even I felt like for a while, even if they had the blooper feature, it was barely like anything. It was just really quick. Like. Yeah tiny stuff i'm like come on I, there has to be more than this like unless the filming day was just god awful and terrible which mm-hmm. is possible but the whole question of just like oh god how did it even start i figured oh man i thought i would just remember all this but naturally my brain is just mush what do you burn with witches more witches what <laughs> and then, oh, 
But yeah, basically it turns dad's gonna be so disappointed in me right now. But I mean you got most of the rest of it. I know, so I know, but it's like I've seen this movie so many times and I should just know the whole thing by heart. But just like you said earlier, like I love the thought process of just like you know, what also floats in water? Uh, apples. Very small rocks. Churches. Churches. A duck. Exactly. <laughs> so, logically, if she weighs the same as a duck, she's made of wood. And therefore... A witch! A witch! We should use my larger scales! <laughs> and she literally somehow weighs the same as a duck, and that proves she's a witch. And she's just like, um, there's a backhoe. <laughs> I remember asking my dad as a kid, being like, so wait, is she really a witch? He's like, well, she weighed the same as a duck. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that type of logic. I know, it's so great. But see, at least in, like, those moments, it still makes sense. Because there are moments where in movies where, like, you and I have pointed it out with other movies that we've had chit-chatted about where it's just like, it logically doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't correlate. Yeah. And you can tell it's just definitely a plot hole. Yeah. Kind of a situation. But in moments like this where it's just funny, it works. Like, I, in a way, I kind of wish that the MCU's humor was that way. Yeah. Because you can explain a lot of stuff away. Yes. If you just lean into the camp a little bit. Just a little. No, you don't want to go overboard. Yeah, no, just, just, just yes. sprinkle, just sprinkle. Yes, Salt exactly. Salt-based sprinkle. Oh, yes, mm. absolutely. Um, But, yeah, because at this moment we have... uh. So, Benavere, <laughs> uh, it'd be the first of the knights. Um, and then you have Sir Lancelot the Brave, Sir Galahad the Pure, Sir Robin, the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot, <laughs> who nearly fought the dragon, who almost wet his pants in this battle. Um, and then the Sir not appearing in this film, who, that little baby face in it, Whose kid was it? Michael Palin's infant son. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just I was like, hey, man, if you gotta use a baby somehow, yeah, use it that way. Um, but yeah, you have all the Knights of the Round Table and they see Camelot. It's like, let's go to... Oh yeah, it's only a model. Mm -hmm. Camelot. 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 It's only a model. Shh. Let's go to Camelot. And then you have that catchy little song. Yeah. Knights of the Round Table. Sorry. I like how the table bounces. Oh my god, the dancing is just so much fun. I love it. Which I actually, I want to have that type of dance. Yes. At my wedding. Done. Whenever it happens. Done. Mm -hmm. We will all even dress up as knights for you, as Knigets. Jedi knights. Done. I like it with that song. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was even funny because. They did have opportunities to film my castles. However, then the people were, who were like in charge and owning other castles and stuff, they're like, eh, never mind, actually. 
So they could only use, like, far away for the most part. And then mm. other than that, like, just kind of small bits here and there. Which, it's like, ah, oh, okay. But that led to, you know, King Arthur being like, Oh, second that, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they run into God. Yes. Uh, who tells them, he's a little rude, where he's like, oh, don't grovel. And don't apologize. Sorry, this and forgive me that and I'm not worthy. What are you doing there? Avert my eyes, oh lord. So I'll stop that. Um. But it's actually a photo of a famous 19th century English cricketer, W.G. Grace. Hmm. I was like, all right. Cool. Um, but they're told you must find the Holy Grail. I think that was the start of also where we get the animated sketch scenes. Yes. Of like angels and stuff playing different trumpets and different horns and stuff like that. And it says the quest for the Holy Grail. Because there is no Monty Python without animated sketches. Yeah. Because that's kind of a part of their shindig. But we get to meet the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. I fought in your general direction. I'm French. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? <laughs> uh, that whole scene was just... Yes. It, just yes. that. <laughs> Knickets. And for the longest time, I didn't make the connection that he was saying knights <laughs> when he said Knickets. I think I might have been like a teenager when I realized that. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yes. <laughs> your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. I love even the fact it was just like, oh, like, maybe it's like, oh, you have a, like, we uh, were looking for the Holy Grail. Oh, you see, he's already got one. What? I told him we already got one. <laughs> Doesn't it turn out that it's actually there? Not at that castle, but the castle he later is at. That's what it is. Yes. So, yeah, that that Frenchman was uh, very interesting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. And then the poor cow that he chucks over. (laughs) And then later just throws a bunch of other different animals. You see him going, whee! Like, ah! Like, you ever seen that video of the, um... It's a raccoon that gets into a chimpanzee enclosure. No. And then the the chimpanzee grabs it by one of his paws and, like, frisbees. And you just see the raccoon go, whee! Oh, the poor babies. Oh, my God. But that's the start of, like, you know, Robin and his knights going after something and then being, run away! Run away! (laughs) And they make that... Out of Sir Benavir's idea, they make that giant bunny, kind of like the Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. And it gets into the castle, and Benavir's like, All right, Lancelot, Galahad, and I will wait till nightfall, and then we'll jump out of the rabbit, take him completely by surprise. Who is jumping out of the rabbit? Uh, Lancelot, Sir Galahad, and I. And they're all like, You mean you were supposed to be in the rabbit, and we're out here? Outside of the castle. It's like, maybe if we make a giant badger. <laughs> and then the rabbit 
wooden rabbit thing gets tossed over anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's that decided that they all decide to split up and they each have their own separate stories mm-hmm. of trying to look for the grail because you have Sir Robin who has his little band following him. Mm-hmm. Bravely brave Sir Robin. He is not afraid to die, poor brave Sir Robin. What else was it after that? Well, because they also run into the three, the head, three-headed knight. Yes. Yeah, that. It's like, oh, let's kill him. Oh, let's not kill him. Let's invite him to tea. It's like, oh, all right, all right. We'll have tea. Or we'll kill him first, then have tea and biscuits. Oh, not biscuits. Fine, fine, not biscuits. But let's kill him anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like a typical sibling situation of yeah. like they're just stuck with each other, especially since it's three heads on one body, and they're just bickering back and forth, not even realizing that Robin scampered off. Brave Sir Robin ran away, bravely ran away, away. Oh, brave Sir Robin, I didn't stop that. I didn't. I never. It's like yeah, you ran away, you. You pansy. You pansy ass. Uh, and then he had, so Galahad the Pure, he ends up, he finds a castle and he sees, like, a big grail at the top of the castle. And he's just like, oh, oh my god, I found it, I see it. And he goes in and it's a bunch of, like, you know, really attractive women in white dresses. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, where's, where's the grail? The, the what? Like, the grail, I've seen it, it's here. Oh, you must be tired, come on. Like, oh, and you're wounded, like, let's have our doctors take care of you. And the girls are all like, oh, man, oh, man. Hello. Oh, man. What was it? Oh, uh, Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> They're doctors. They, they have some medical training. Like, oh, no. Like, I insist. Lay down. And he, he's like, I've seen the grill. There's no grill here. And he tries running and he runs into that room filled with women. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole scene of Zoot's sister, Dingus. Who comes in and she's like, oh, bad, naughty suit. There's, there's, there's a beacon that we have. And it ju- I just remembered it looks like a grail. And I love that throw-in part that definitely was not on the uh, tape. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, this part was almost cut out. And honestly, at first, like, I was happy about it. But then I realized, like, I'm so glad that it was put in. And everyone's like, get on with it. Come on, at each scene, it's like, oh, she was like, it's better than the last scenes. And, you know, you have the three knights making a comment about their scene. You have the dirty couple making a comment about their scene. And everyone's just like, just get on with it. And it gets into the whole spiel of, <laughs> we must punish suit. You must tie her to the bed and spank her. A spanking, a spanking. And then after you're done... You must spank me. And me, and me. Yes, you'll all get a good spanking. <laughs> and I remember sitting there like, oh, God. <laughs> these these ladies, it's been a while for these ladies, hasn't it? They have some bats in the attic. <laughs> and I love how, because I think even in, at one point they mentioned like oral sex, I think was also mentioned as well. Uh, but I love how he was like, oh, I guess I could stay, like, a bit longer. And then Sir Lancelot and a few other knights are just like, 
oh, look, here, come on, I'm taking you away from this terrible peril. And he's just like, oh, no, come on, man, I can easily take them on. They're like, oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> like, there's only 150 of them. Oh, yeah, we don't stand a chance. Like, just let them stay. Like, oh, my God, we'd be so in trouble. And they, he's just, they get out, and she's just like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, well, come on, like, let me just go and face the peril. No, 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 it's too perilous. <laughs> get you out of that treachery. Like, let's go. And the little snippet that Galahad says of Lancelot, oh, you're just gay. No, I'm not. I like that scene personally. <laughs> it was just really funny. Because, uh, you know, it's Galahad the pure. Yeah. So we must keep him pure. But yeah, because then after that, you have Benavere and Robin. They're with the creepy guy in the hut where he's talking about like, Oh, like you have to find the enchanter and then you must go here and then you cross the bridge of death to basically be like, this is the way to get to the grail. The bridge of death which leads to the grail and the creepy guy just kind of disappears and then Robin and Benavir finds themselves in like a creepy forest and they're like looking around, everything's like really tense, the music is tense and it gets closer to like Robin's, or not Robin's, uh, Arthur's eyes and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> we are the knights who say me no no not the knights who say me <laughs> I and love this part me one uh i just love the whole fact of just like you will be able to cross if you get us a shrivery oh what <laughs> Uh, but actually, the original plan for that chief knight, um, who says knee, it was going to be John Cleese supporting Michael Palin on his shoulders. But it ended up being that Palin was standing on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine, though? I feel like it'd be a little bit more wobbly, but so enjoyable. Yeah, it's the, the little rascals. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I love, like, the whole conversation about how... That's all, like, well, then you pass if you get us a nice shrubbery, but, you know, not too big. Like, you know, kind of a situation. Um, and they even go to get the shrubbery where they meet Roger the Shrubber. Mm -hmm. And the poor cat. Yeah. By the old lady is just being swung. And he hears her, wow, wow. It's getting dusted. A dusty-ass cat. I would never do that to Marbles. No matter how dusty he gets. I give him a, little, a, little, a couple spanks when we see the dust come out. <laughs> he doesn't even like spanks. Sassy. She likes her spanks. Bella likes spanks. I believe that. Mm -hmm. It's always the girls. Yep. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Um, I also love, like, Lancelot's whole thing of... The castle on the swamp. <laughs> I was like, they said I couldn't build a castle on the swamp. So, I built the first one. That sank in the swamp. I built the second one. That one sank in the swamp. The third one. That fell over and then sank in the swamp. But the fourth one stayed up. And that's what you're getting, son. The stronger, strongest castle on these arse. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Because the first one sinks and then the other one. You just kind of keep building on top of those falling over castles. Yeah. Um, cause they could have just built one long castle and put it down. That's true. That's very watertight, and then you can go down. Mm -hmm. I will say the son of that lord was a little creepy. 
Yeah. He's like, I don't want land. And he was like, they put like heavy duty white makeup on him. So he yeah. looks like extra pale and like gross. And you can tell it definitely did not match like his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about him that was just so creepy where he's like, I just want to sing. No, 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 no. We're not having any singing while I'm here. <laughs> and I love the whole skit of like him telling the guards, you stay here and make sure he doesn't leave. All right. Stay here. And not let you come in. No, no, no. You have to make sure you stay here and he doesn't leave. All right. So if, uh, if, uh, if, 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 uh, <laughs> oh, what if, what if, if we leave or if he leaves and then we go with him? No, you stay here and make sure he doesn't leave. The, just the whole banter that they have back and forth is just so funny. And then by the end, they're literally about to walk out with him and he's just like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're coming with you. You have to make sure he doesn't leave. Oh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> but they let him shoot an arrow with the note out the window. Yeah. And it just po- smiling at him. Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, just like, and shoot. And it hits poor Concord. Yes. Lancelot's coconut buddy. Message for you, sir. <laughs> He's like, I'm trapped. I'm imprisoned by my father who is forcing me to marry against my will. Please, 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 someone help me. Concord, this must be the sign to, as the quest for the Holy Grail. You will not die in vain. Uh, actually, sir, I think I'm all right. You wouldn't have nearly died in your vein. And it's like, no, actually, I think I can get up. No, brave Concord, you must stay here. <laughs> all right, I'll just uh, wait here then. And there's a lot of that in this little skit of yeah. like, oh, no. He's fine. Like, uh, it's like, no, I think I'm getting better. I think he's getting better. <laughs> and then what, what do you do? They just, they shank him. Yeah, basically. Because mm-hmm. Lancelot comes and just starts killing everybody. Like all the yeah. guests, all the guards, like, you know, the dancers that are just going around in a circle. And then still... They're still dancing as he's going through and yeah. killing them. And then even the last two standing, they're still dancing as he's running away. And he just kills all the guards and finally makes it up to this, uh, Irwin? Irving. Irwin. The, the one being forced to marry. Irwin. Irwig. Irwin. Ewan? Alan. <laughs> Ian. Ian Malcolm. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, did I not write it down? Joe Goldstein. Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Herbert. Prince Herbert. I was like, I knew I had written down somewhere. Herbert uh, the Pervert. <laughs> but and Lancelot is just like oh sorry I thought you were a woman he's like you come to rescue me oh come here I have like a whole like he took all of his sheets and like yeah. made them into like a line to like get out of the castle and his dad comes up he's just like you killed all the, the like you killed everyone you killed the father's bride you kicked the bride in the chest he's like oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to sometimes I just get carried away <laughs> like you know I'm a knight of Camelot he's like oh wait you're you're what uh, did you say Camelot like and you could see the wheels turning in his mm-hmm. head of just like oh this is like a big kind of deal over here like one of the big guys head honchos from camelot i can use this to my advantage oh like you know come down just 
cut the rope that his son made that he ends up falling out of the tall mm-hmm. tower. And he goes down and, like, all these people are, like, I just, that was probably my favorite part of this whole thing of, like, them realizing Lancelot was coming down, like, there he is! And, you know, the brave music plays where everyone... fighting again? Yeah, like, everyone starts running up the stairs to fight him and he's just like, ah! He starts killing again. He's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. He's like, oh, see, see what I mean? I just carried away. So sorry, sorry! Like, that was just so great. Because then that's when we get, um, Dad is doing the whole speech of, like, you know, he lost a son, but he's gaining a daughter. And, you know, if she doesn't have her dad anymore, so I'm going to have to step in. And he's like, oh, like, he's actually still alive. That mortally wounded her father. Like, he's getting better. And that's when the dad kind of, like, looks at the knight and is just like, go, yeah. go, go take care of that. And just blatantly kills the dad in front of people. And they're like, oh, he died. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. And he's about to, like, because I think it was basically, like, he was going to marry off Sir Lancelot to the daughter, Mm -hmm. I think was the plan. Which I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But it's okay, because Concord ends up coming in with Herbert. He, like, saved him at the last minute. It's like, oh, I'll tell you how I was saved. And they're all about, they're all starting saying, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die. (laughs) But it got a distraction for Sir Lancelot to jump on the rope and try to make a dramatic Exit yeah. and just swinging back and forth. Uh, can someone give me a push? I feel like that was not on purpose. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that were the case. Like, I I feel like I heard that it wasn't on purpose. I don't know, because I didn't see that at all in, like, my... My thing, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh. But, yeah, because then we get back to... That's when... Arthur gets the shrubber, the shrub, shrubbery from Roger the shrubber, mm-hmm. and goes back to the knights who say me. Me. <laughs> we are no longer the knights who say me. me. We are the knights who say icky 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 patang zuboing me. And I love how he has another request. So it's like you must get another shrubbery, another shrubbery. Then, like, uh, you know, the one next to it. Not as big, and also just a little path down the middle. Then you must cut down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring. Dog! <laughs> a herring? That's ridiculous. We're not doing that. Oh, please. Cut down the tree with a herring? It can't be done. Oh, don't say that word. What word? I cannot tell. It is the words that I said that formerly say Nick cannot hear. Turns out the word is it. <laughs> How can you we not say the word if you don't tell us what it is? Ah, you said it again! But they end up meeting with Sir Robin and kind of just like, alright, let's just head on because these yeah. people are crazy kind of a situation. Uh, but we meet Tim the Enchanter. Yes. There are some who call me Tim. <laughs> Why do you say it with a question mark, though? I know, but apparently, like, because I did hear that, um, the rumor that John Cleese forgot what the name was, so he was just like, Tim? But apparently John Cleese has said during multiple interviews that that is not true, that that was a part of the script. So I was like, oh, dude, why couldn't you just play along? Because that's just more funny. It should have been a well-kept secret. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fine. 
But the moment where he's actually standing, like, when you very first see him and he's standing on that, like, giant mountain kind of a situation, mm-hmm. like, he was actually on that and the wind was blowing really hard that, like, either way, if the wind blew him one way, he would have fallen and died. If the wind blew him the other way, he would have fallen and got, like, seriously injured. <laughs> so there were a few moments in between takes where he had to, like, kneel down to try to, like, catch his balance again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was actually, like, really terrifying, and he could have, we could have lost John Cleese that day. Um, but he did it anyway, uh, because he knew that the, what kind of budget and timelines they had to work with. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's actors for you. That's a trooper. Yep, it's like, they will do what they can to, uh... Get the shot. Get the shot, yeah. Get that shot. <laughs> but he's an enchanter who points at things, and then they explode. Yes. Naturally. Or points to stick and make the fire come out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he brings them to my favorite scene, actually, of all of it. Because he's just like, oh, be warned, we're about to go to the cave, but there's a giant monster that stays there, you know, big pointy teeth. <laughs> and I just love, like, when they're going up and they're like, all right, like, I don't see anything. That's what's going on here. All right, let's go. <gasps> Too late! And then you just see the little white rabbit hopping out, and they're like, where is it? It's right there. What, behind the rabbit? It is the rabbit. You bastard! You got us all worked up! Oh, no, his teeth are... He can leap about. Look at the bones! <laughs> and even, like, they're all just like, what... What are you talking about? Like, this is, this is nothing. Like, it's just a tiny little creature. And he's like, hey, you, go, go take care of that rabbit. Oh, I got it. One rabbit stew coming right up. And he goes, ee! and then yep. leaps onto him. And then you just see the head falling off. And, and the then body drop. The body drop and the blood spreading everywhere. And they're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I warned you. I did it again. I warned you, but did you listen to me? No, no, it's just a little bunny. Oh, and of course, you know, they all try to be like, all right, let's go charge and trying to fight this rabbit that's just full with blood and just jumping every Picking which off way. off people like Ben Affleck's Batman in that <laughs> warehouse scene. Just... Oh my god, that bunny was so cute though. But it just, it, every single time I see it, it brings back memories of my dad's shirt. I think that shirt is long gone because I don't remember seeing it in years. You just try to find it. I should. Yeah. Present. If I can find it. I'm sure it's probably somewhere. Or yeah. like a version of it. Uh, but it's, because <laughs> you know, they did use a real white rabbit for like, you know, the faraway scenes or yeah. like when they... That little, like, cute face that the bunny makes when they're about to charge. And he's just like, what? Um, but apparently they use, like, like, red dye that they thought they could wash off. And the owner of the rabbit was there on set. And then once they realized that the paint, like, wasn't easily coming off, like, someone would distract the owner of the rabbit while the rest of them, like, furiously tried to clean up this rabbit. It wasn't, like, toxic or anything like that, but they're like, shit. Oh, oh no. Okay, clean the rabbit before she sees. They should have just used strawberries. Yeah, because it still, like, makes them, like... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was, like... The poor... The poor baby. Just probably being like, what is happening? Um, 
but also the bite effects of it being jumped around. That was done with special puppetry by Terry Gillum and special effects technician John Horton, who did the whole, mm. when he did the whole, like, jumping and killing people kind of situation. Um, but I, I love the, I love the bunny. I'm so sad that they kill it with the holy hand grenade. That would be a cool matching tattoo. The bunny and the holy hand grenade? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I call the bunny. I got the hand grenade. Done. <laughs> a holy hand grenade. How does it work? Yeah. It's the whole spiel of, mm-hmm. you know, you count to three, no more, no less. Like, you can't do four, you can't do two, definitely can't do five. And I will say every single time he's like, one... Two, five, three, set, three. <laughs> for some reason, three is a struggle for King Arthur multiple times in this movie because all the time he's like, five, three, set, three. But I will say, especially at work, whenever I'm like, me and someone else is about to lift up like a heavy dog, I'm always just like, one, two, five. <laughs> but no one ever quotes back three, sir. And it makes me sad. Someone will, one day. Robin should. Like, she enjoys Monty Python as well. But they killed a poor Bun Bun. And that makes me sad. He was just doing his job. But they're able to get past into the cave. Yes. And they find the writing on the wall that Brother Maynard uh, reads where he's like basically saying like, oh, like here are the final words and like uh, the Holy Grail will be fine. The great castle of... Uh... What? <laughs> what does that mean? I guess he died while carving it. Oh, you idiot. Like, what? Like, he wouldn't, if he was dying, he wouldn't bother to carve. Ah. He'd just say it. Well, that's what it says. Ah. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's this kind of, and they're all like, ah. Ah. <laughs> I love better if you're turning around. Ooh. Ah. Back of the throat. Ah. No, no. I was saying a surprise or alarm. Oh, you mean something like, ah, yes, ah. <laughs> it's just this giant monster with a shit ton of eyes everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's the great black beast of, ah, and he eats Brother Maynard. And just, cha- I love how the fact of, like, there's the, because it's the sketch of the monster chasing them all around the uh, cave. Mm-hmm. And basically, the way that they got away from him was that the artist suffered a major heart attack and the beast was no more and just like instantly (laughs) just and then it falls back um and even because even for that um terry gillum remembers he was not able to figure out a way to get the knights away from the black beast of ah so he had the animator played by gilliam suffer a fatal heart attack that was just as logical as anything else he could think of yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Maybe in other movies it wouldn't work, but when it's Monty Python, it works. Um, but to this point, they get to another great scene of the Bridge of Death. <laughs> where they're, you're at, if you want to cross the bridge, you're asked a series of five questions, three questions, three questions <laughs> uh, to get across the bridge. If you answer the questions right, you get to cross. If you fail, you get thrown off the bridge. Stop. He almost crossed the bridge of death. My death must answer me these questions three. And the other side he sees. Ask your questions, bridge keeper. I'm not afraid. What is your name? Sir Lancelot of Camelot. 
What is your quest to seek the Holy Grail? What is your favorite color? Blue. Oh, right. You can go. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you so much. That's easy. Stop. He must cross the bridge of death. Must ask me these questions three. At the other side, he sees. Well, let's answer, ask your questions, bridgekeeper. I'm not afraid. What is your name? Sir Robin of Camelot. What is your quest to seek the grill? What is the capital of Cydia? I don't know that. <gasps> and it just continues. Even like Sir Galahad, like the simple one again, because his question was your favorite color, color. And he's like, blue. No, wait. <gasps> oh, my God. No, it's the last one that gets me. Did the <laughs> What is your name? So Robin, King Arthur, King of the Britons. What is your quest? To seek the grail. What is the airspeed of a philosophy and an unnamed swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Oh, I don't know that. <gasps> and the bridge keeper himself gets thrown off. How do you know so much about swallows? Well, you have to know these things when you're king. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, naturally. <laughs> and even when they're crossing the bridge, it looks terrifying to walk across, I'm not going to lie. And then there's that slight, like, intermission where it says intermission with changing colors on the screen. <laughs> Catchy song, though, I will say that. Yeah. And in between all this, you have, like, a detective and police, like, going, following them, basically, and looking at, like, all the scenes that they leave behind. Because there, it was a... At one point, a historian talking about Arthur and his knights, and some random knight comes up and just kills him. Mm -hmm. And his wife calls, you know, the police. Um, I will say, like, once they kind of... That section of, like, them crossing the bridge and, like, getting on the ba boat and going to the castle of... Ah! That's where it kind of always lost me. Mm -hmm. Like, that moment, I was kind of just like, all right, are we reaching, like, a lull here? Like... I mean, I told you that that random dragon boat that just came out of nowhere, I would not trust that boat personally. I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, a random boat just floating near me, like, on the island, and it's in the middle of this gigantic sea or whatever. I'm just going to hop right on it. Nothing could go wrong. I'm getting on it. I'm getting on that boat so I can find the one piece. <laughs> yeah, and then your luck would be like, oh, shit, I'm actually about to die right now. Then do I you will learn, what? Do you learn nothing from horror movies? Then I will die trying to find the One Piece. Oh, God. Oh, Panda. <laughs> but yeah, that moment was always kind of like, because Lancelot gets arrested. Um, and that part was always kind of just like, all right, I feel like we're kind of hitting a wall here, but okay. But we end up getting to the castle of, ah, and you find the Frenchmen again. <laughs> and that's where they have, they're at the spot where the Holy Grail is. So it's like, oh, God, you have the grail now. And poor Arthur is just like, God damn it. Like, let us in. Get a bunch of shit poured on them, which is disgusting. And then it looks like that they literally walk from that castle on the island through the water into the other island that they came in on. Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of looks like. So I'm like, so you took a boat over there and then you just crawled back. And how are you planning on getting over there again? Yes. Exactly. Um... But he's just like, we're not, we're going to fight back. Like, 
like, we're not gonna take this. And all of a sudden he's like, that's where his gigantic army is that appear out of nowhere. And even Sir Benavir is like, wait a minute, where did all these guys come from? Like, there's just a whole slew of them just all like, we're ready to fight. But, um, that army was actually made up entirely of 175 students from Scotland's University of Stirling. And according to the casting call, um, sent to the school by the production, each student was paid two pounds sterling and got free transportation, food, and an abundance of crazy antics for a single day's work. Hmm. Uh And the whole reason of the abrupt ending of like the cops just showing up and shutting everything down before they can actually fight was just simply because they didn't have a budget for a long scale battle sequence. But it made it just a simple cut and dry. Here we go. This is where we're at. We're just going to end here. And I, again, I remember like when I first watched it and I hit that like dry spell of like nothing really going on. I was like, oh, okay, so like, where are we going here? And then it ended up not too long after it ended. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Yeah. That works. We don't have anything super drawn out. Good. I always like that plan. But there's like, it's just, again, dry British humor. It's simple. Has a bunch of crazy antics going on. And everything about it is just hilarious. All of the jokes just land right. Yeah. And I love that fact. It's like watching Family Guy in its prime. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I can agree to that one. Like, I definitely see the influences. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm happy that my dad had shown me this, like, forever ago. Because definitely, always good one. Really all of Monty Python. Like, for them... The actors, like, they're actually, they're more of a fan of Life of Brian than this one, um, or Meaning of Life, um, only because, like, a lot of the memories from this movie, like, you know, they were kind of miserable a lot, because, you know, it was rainy and cold and Mm. miserable, and they had, like, a lot of moments where, like, they weren't really sure what they were doing, because this is their first, like, feature-length movie kind of a situation, they didn't have a budget for a lot of things, so. They kind of have about a lot of memories, especially... Um, Graham Chapman, who played King Arthur, he was an alcoholic and he was going like severe withdrawal at this time because he didn't have any alcohol on him. The closest place was like miles away. So he's kind of going through like withdrawal and everyone's like, you good, buddy? Like not realizing he was going through alcohol withdrawal. They just figured it was like nerves or cold or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's always fun. Uh, but for the rest of the movie facts, I shouldn't have that much left. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and Genesis all had contributed to the movie's budget. And actually, funds earned by Pink Floyd's album, Dark Side of the Moon, went towards the funding of this movie. Um, the band were, like, were such huge fans that they would re- literally halt recording, recording sessions to watch Monty Python Flying Circus. I mean, yes. they're, they're British, so. Yeah. They are big Monty Python fans, which makes sense. I can see that. Uh, and then Graham Chapman, King Arthur, he was the only member of the cast to wear a real chain mail, like, armor around his head, and it weighed about 25 pounds. Sounds about right. Yep. The rest of the cast, they just wore knitted wool that was, wool that was painted to look like metal. But yeah, that's, that definitely sound not so fun. Oh yeah, for the Japanese release, Holy Grail was translated to Holy Sake Cup. 
Sake cup. Sake cup, yes, thank you. Holy sake cup. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Uh... According to Eric Idle, Terry Gillum, and Terry Jones got the directing job because they were the only ones who were interested in it. And at the end of the scene, when uh, they're back to meeting up with the French people, and you know, when they like, they're like, "Oh, we made it!" And he, him, and Sir Benavir like go to like pray, and all of a sudden you just go, "Jesus Christ!" And there's this giant sheep that just lands on him. Um, originally, it was supposed to be a stuffed sheep. But they couldn't get one. So the assistant director director actually found a real dead sheep along the side of the road. And took it. And that's what they used. Yep. Not many people can say they had a sh dead sheep thrown at them before. True. But yeah, uh, Terry Gillum had recalled how like awful it smelled and how ecstatic the props master was to fix the dead sheep so they could use it on the film. <laughs> Sounds about right. It sounds like you crafty prop people. Oh. <laughs> I would have not been pleased. I will tell you that. I mean, it depends on how fresh it was. That I don't know, but apparently it smelled horrible, but also dead bodies tend to yeah. go pretty fast, especially if it's not contained anywhere. Uh, there's nothing really too, like, really actually there's like no like artsy fartsy like element to this movie. It's just simply fun. All of the jokes just hit right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's comedy for comedy's sake. Yes. How it's supposed to be. Exactly. And it's not too long. Like I said... Once it reached that point for me where it kind of felt like it was taking a lull, it was already pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. So it was like, oh, cool. That's like barely anything. Awesome. Which is why I'm going to give this... I'm going to do it. Five shrubberies out of five. It just... I, it, I can't think of a flaw with this movie. I really can't. Yeah. Like, and plus, I mean, you got a little bit of bias. A little bit of bias. A little bit of bias. Like, you know, again, dad's favorite comedy. Yeah. Uh, I can't help myself. Uh, I shall give this four out of five knees. Knee. Oh, not that nice to say day. Knee. <laughs> knee. And I got one more. Knee. Um, yeah, it, it's it's honestly like uh, I get the same type of like feeling from like watching like the first couple seasons of Family Guy. It's just like something you put on and something that's so funny that it doesn't matter what you're doing in the middle of watching it, you're gonna stop and go. Hey. Yep, exactly. And it's also like one of those movies that like you could also just like still like fall asleep to or do other stuff as it's on, kind of a situation. Yeah. But it'll still get a chuckle out of you when you're doing stuff. Hell, I might even chuckle in my sleep. It's yeah. very possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like that. Yes. Oh, God. But happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Hope we didn't curse too much. I don't remember. You, you, you did more than me. Okay, hey, I will say there were a lot of lines in the movie that involved cursing. Oh, no, I excluded those. Oh, well, I have no idea. I didn't count. <laughs> 
I don't got an exact number, but I, did, I, I kept I kept a note. Yeah. Uh, so did we decide on the next movie? Although I will say, by the time the next episode releases, it will be the date that Haunted Mansion comes out. I mean, I don't mind doing that. And a lot of people love the original Haunted Mansion, including me. I don't mind doing that. We can watch the Eddie Murphy movie. All right, cool. We're watching Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, ladies and gents, in celebration of the new Haunted Mansion movie coming out. With Jerry Leto. <laughs> I don't know, we're not talking about it. no I'm excited for that movie personally who's Jared Leto playing again mm. I'll look it up later they say he's one of the ghosts but it's like one of the the more beloved ghosts is he like the villain oh. I don't know I always forget the actor's name who's in it he's um cause he's in Atlanta Get Out Nikki Stanfield yes I'm loving him and everything that he's in. Yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito. Can't go wrong with Danny DeVito. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too, I right? I haven't so. seen her in like any of the trailers. And, um, oh crap, what's her name? Mimi. She's also in Daredevil. What's her name? I love her. Death Proof? Danny, help me. Rosario Dawson? Yes, thank you, Rosario Dawson. Oh my God. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah, I forgot she's in it. Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Hassan Minaj. Yes. We'll go with that. Uh, Jerry Little's playing Alistair Krupp. I shall look up Alice. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, I can't. Because I know the movie, the original movie was based off of the ride or the special attraction at Disney World. But I think I only did that once. So I don't fully remember how it was. Once or twice, maybe. Crump. Hatbox. Hatbox ghost. Can, do you have a picture? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. See, so, yeah, I don't think that's the main, like, ghost. Oh, wait, no, that is the main ghost villain. Oh, man. Well, he's going to be animated, so maybe it won't be too horrible. But, yes, okay, so next episode will be Haunted Mansion, the Eddie Murphy one. Yes. Huzzah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Ramble about about the, 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 the bunnies and the, the, the grenades and, and, and the knights who say, me! Yes, and to, if anybody got annoyed at my constant quoting of the movie. Deal with it. Deal with it. If you get mad about me butchering up lines, I understand that. Deal with it. <laughs> I do understand that, though. I've seen this movie enough times. But, um, you know the deal. Give us a little five-star review on whatever you're listening to this on. 
follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell <laughs> tell the enchanter that just points at things and makes them explode. There we go. Mm -hmm. Tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell your, I gotta do it again, your knights who say, me. Me. And we hope you listen next time to Lizard and Panda taking on cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye.